Thank you for joining me. I have many aspects of your life for progressing. My name is Jason Elder, and today I am in Dallas, Texas for the LEIU IALEA 2022 conference. I got 10 guests lined up to get their reaction for the week. Here we go. First up, I have Dr. Sheila Dorn, president of IALEA. Sheila is currently uh, a public safety analyst with Cornell University uh, Police Department. Sheila, how are we doing? Jason, it has been a fa fantastic conference. <laughs> Everybody has been so filled with energy and excitement. Um, the topics have been great for the different breakout sessions. Um, Everybody is enjoying themselves and having a fabulous time. Okay, very good. So uh, take us back a little bit because you were president with the last two years of having to make that tough decision to cancel the conferences in both 2020 and 2021. Yes, um, very difficult decision. So luckily it's not just me. I have a fantastic conference staff that's on the ground. It's actually a conference committee that is shared by LEIU mm -hmm who are our partners in, in a lot of areas, but specifically in the training conference every year. Um, so we have several members on the conference committee and they do as well. Um, we've relied on them to do predictive analysis, right? <laughs> Try to figure out where we're headed with COVID and whether our international partners especially are going to have difficulties in, in getting into the United States and then back out of the United States. So a lot of different ups and downs over the past couple of years. We had to postpone the conference, but hey, 2022, we're finally in <laughs> Dallas. We made it. Um, so it's nice to see everybody again. Um, it, it's so wonderful to be face to face. Um, and it's, we pick up where we left off. It's like that gap never happened. Just thrilled to be around everybody and seeing everybody again. Nice, so yeah, we're here at the Sheridan downtown Dallas. Thursday, as you look back at this week, what sticks out to you? Well, as you know, um, being in charge of the organization, it really has been a whirlwind of activity. Um, we are running from 7 a.m. until uh, you know 10 o'clock at night, wow. going to different things and making sure that everybody's needs are met. Um, and I look back and I think it's the networking. I think uh, everybody being together, um, being able to exchange ideas, um, the excitement in hearing about all the new things that people are doing within their agencies. Um, getting tips and tricks from each other about uh, how to how to employ intelligence analysis in your own organization. Um, it's it's just been wonderful. It seems to me everything has gone well this week, right? It has. Is, is you there know what? Anything that is uh, just hadn't gone as expected. It has, of course, you know, and we always hope that behind the scenes, the things that are problematic are mm -hmm. not visible to there our attendees, right? Mm -hmm. That uh, any stress or that is not conveyed to everybody else. Um, obviously, um, we have a significant and uh, 
very important part of our membership in other countries um, and I know we specifically have a chapter in Nigeria um, and a couple of them had problems with visas and obtaining entry. Okay. Um, certainly something we don't like to see happen. Um, we'll, we'll definitely take a closer look at that so that you know they're, they're getting admittance and they can make it to the conference next year but other than that um, kind of minor things you know in the grand conference scheme yeah. um, so uh, things have gone really well on the conference front nice 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 so you mentioned first thing in the morning until late at night when was the last time you left the hotel <laughs> uh, that really hasn't <laughs> happened um, unfortunately um, I, I do see it sunny out <laughs> and people have gone to some really cool places they're coming back with souvenirs and stories of the different places they visited throughout Dallas um, and I don't begrudge them a bit you know um, it's just being on the board and having a lot of responsibilities with meeting people and uh, the vendors coming in um, our partners from federal agencies they look at the ILEA conference as a way to sit down and talk one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. with myself and my board um, iron out some paths forward um, so unfortunately I don't get out um, so I have to live vicariously through everybody else like you Jason oh, what's it like out there <laughs> it's, it's wonderful so <laughs> yeah and it's funny somebody that has never been part of a conference planning yeah. process this really is gonna have a difficulty understanding all the work effort and time that goes into doing one of these and so that is true you know what thank goodness for our conference planning committee yeah. we give them about two to three weeks off <laughs> after the conference is done <laughs> and then they are busy planning our next year's conference as yeah. well as securing hotel contracts identifying a site and securing hotel details for 2024 wow. so this summer those types of details are going to be ironed out figured yeah. out you mm -hmm. know where we're going to be meeting and how big are we anticipating so um, thank goodness i have them they are meeting on a monthly basis after mm -hmm. this conference um, and then they do site visits and by december january they're meeting several times a month so yeah. it really has to be a labor of love for them yes. Um, because they're coordinating, as you can see, you know, <laughs> 600 people here this year, this yeah. week, yeah. Um, and we usually are around 800, um, and we're thinking maybe a thousand the next time around. We'll see yeah. how that works out, but yeah. you know, uh, even details. There are lots of things behind the scenes that are going on that are invisible um, to our membership, such as. Um, is a space going to be big enough for 600 to 800 people? Mm -hmm. um, most hotels can't, can't handle that, except mm -hmm. in some of the big set cities. So yes. we are a medium-sized conference that um, is bordering on a larger-sized conference. So lots of moving parts there. And yeah. thank goodness for Jennifer and Tracy, Robert and Bob um, from LEIU, uh, Jennifer and Tracy from, from our group. So thank you, guys. Yeah, so so next year the conference is in Las Vegas. Woohoo! And I, I, I propose that yourself and the board members, there's a required one hour off during the week 
that you could, if you want to go take a nap, fine. <laughs> if you want to go play the slots, fine. But you actually get out away from the conference for one hour. Oh, I love that. I think that's <laughs> great plan. I, I will definitely have to uh, have to take you up on that. All right. So, what are you hoping next year for next year in Vegas? What can people well, expect? Um, so we've actually already talked about some of the topics that we're really interested in putting together for next year. Um, as you know, we have different tracks. So we have a basic intelligence track for early um, career analysts. We have a management track for people who are aspiring to be managers of intelligence analysis or people who are already managers of intelligence analysis. And we also have um, an intermediate level to advanced topics track. Um, and it looks like we're going to add another track on intelligence officers and their roles and responsibilities and function. So um, we, we have probably about five applications for each spot that we actually need to pick one presentation for, wow. um, which is tough because mm -hmm. you know you see the caliber of the presenters here mm -hmm. and how good the presentations are. Um, to turn away, you know, equally good presentations is rough for us. Um, so we 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 go through that process and then um, we also reach back out to some of the presenters to say hey it didn't make the yearly training conference but we still you know it's a great topic how about doing a webinar with us or something so we can get your information mm -hmm. out to the field because uh, like i said lots of stuff just doesn't make it into the conference that you know we'd like to have a 10-day conference but no analyst would ever be allowed to be away from their agency for you know 10 days in a row yeah. even for most of us like four or five days is pushing it for you know smaller departments that really rely on their analysts yeah the only thing i can think of in that regard that may help is reducing the session times right yes. now they're 90 minutes they so are. if you would cut those down you know, to 60 so minutes. something like that, you could yeah. fit in extra sessions. Absolutely. You know, that would be the only, I, yeah. right off the top of my head, that would be the only thing I could think of that could, Definitely. could help with that. Definitely, yep. All right, so, you know, as the association moves forward then, what can members expect in the coming year just with the association as a whole? Great question. Um, we talked at our board meeting this past weekend about um, expanding our communication um, and seeing a variety of communications from us, um, expanding our social media um, perspective, uh, taking a look at our resources, providing more resources to the analyst who is stuck at home, doesn't make it to the international conference. Mm -hmm. um, a lot more training. Uh, we're rolling out that intelligence managers class this summer, and it's going to be um, an online class. Um, $300 for ILEA or LEIU members um, and $600 for non-members. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, of course, we keep offering FIAT, but um, we've also started offering some supplemental topic-related training classes like um, financial crimes, advanced financial crimes analysis training. Mm -hmm. So um, additional classes along those lines, um, and then some more resources that we're looking to put together for our membership, in addition to the usual um, 
monthly webinars through Justice Information Clearinghouse. All right. Very good. Well, I, I hope you get a chance to enjoy and get outside and enjoy the weather. <laughs> thank you. But I, I want to thank you for the President's Award that was certainly unexpected and I, I'm really proud of that award. Oh, so thank you, are you so much for the recognition. Jason, you and Mindy have done a fabulous job over the past several years, really keeping our membership engaged with intelligence analysts and crime analysts worldwide. And I have to say uh, all the work you did for the 40th anniversary of ILEA celebration, um, fabulous. We've gotten um, feedback that people uh, were really happy about the content and also the information that you put together. So thank you so much. We are so appreciative of you. So right. that's just a small token of our appreciation. All right, and thank you for all that you do. I, I know thank there's you. so much that You're goes welcome. into putting on these conferences and the volunteer work that goes out throughout the year. So thank you, congratulations on a great week. Thank Glad you. we were able to be together and looking forward to the next time. Awesome, I'll see you in Vegas. I'm here with retired CIA analyst, David Cairns. You've gone to more than 10 of these ILEA conferences. Right. And we're, after two years of hiatus, how does it feel to be back here in Dallas? Well, it, it's great. I, I will tell you, uh, I'm particularly fond of, of this conference. I think it's very professionally run, very well handled, and uh, at, uh, having been in, in working in intelligence and crime analysis now for 55 years, wow. I find it so rewarding that I can come to a group of people of the quality that come to this conference and um, they feel I have something that's worthwhile. Okay, and then how was the, the, the hotel? Did you get out and to, to see explore Dallas at all this week? No, no, we, we didn't do any, any exploring. I, uh, I'll have to tell you because uh, I was preparing, I you know, rehearse and, and think, things of that nature. And it's just the way that uh, uh, when I come to these conferences, I usually don't do a lot of it, a lot of exploring mm -hmm. because I'm concentrating. I'm trying to meet people. I'm trying to attend sessions, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, but usually, what happens? And for example, uh, I mine's, my sessions are first thing on Wednesday and Thursday morning. Well, of course, one of the sessions that I really want to hear is also at the same, <laughs> in, in the room next door. So, <laughs> so I'm going to miss one that I really wanted to hear. Oh, that's, that's unfortunate. And that, and that does happen. So there's five sessions going on at once. And, yeah. you know, that's when it's nice to have a team here where you can say, okay, you go to that one, I'll go to this one, and we'll right. exchange notes later. Yeah, yeah. You normally teach every year a class called Writing for Intelligence and Crime Analysis. That is correct. And I, I tell you, I gloat about that, that presentation because I, I was sat into one of those classes 10 years ago at one of these conferences. And to hear you speak, former CIA, to hear your stories, to, to, to see what all you went through and the tenacity. I remember there's one particular story in which you were really told, pushed to do do something that you didn't think was right. Oh yeah, I was, I was pushed was, to lie. Yeah, is what it was. Yes, yes. And, yeah. to, and to hear that story tell yeah. and to, to, to hear that you stand firm and push back is just is just really awesome. 
Well, I, let me tell you, I, uh, uh, every time I give this presentation, and I'm doing it here in Dallas, the first part of the presentation is the ethics of the profession. And I'm very concerned about what is happening. And there are two sources of pressure that analysts uh, come under. One is from the politicians. Uh, the pe our elected people all approach intelligence with an agenda. And I don't care what I tell the analysts in this session. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, Tea Party, uh, Green Party. I, it makes no difference. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you have to leave your political views out in the hall. Okay, and you also have to recognize that you will come under some very serious pressure from people in prominent positions mm -hmm. to cook the books yeah. because it fits their bias, their prejudice, their political philosophy. The second source of pressure comes from people within the various intelligence organizations themselves. Unfortunately, like every single business or government organization, there are people who are more concerned about their careers than they are about the ethics of what they're doing. And I believe, and I, I said this yesterday and I will say it this morning, that the, for pressure to be put on intelligence analysts from intelligence professionals is absolutely unconscionable. Mm -hmm. Unconscionable. And it's interesting to me, every time I give it, and it happened yesterday, two people came up to me and said, thank you for talking about ethics. I won't tell you what they said happened to them. <laughs> I don't want to ruin their. I don't want to damage their careers. Uh, but 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 the one said that's that's. She said I really had to had to fight hard uh, on on ethics, and she said I won. Yeah. But but I had to fight, and and she's a young analyst, and I said thank heavens we have this sort, these sorts of people coming into the profession. Yeah. You know they 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 need. To, uh, what I like about, about ILEA and the LIU conference is you, you've got highly dedicated professionals coming here. And uh, it's, it's a pleasure uh, to meet them. And, and frankly, at my age and my stage in life, it is so encouraging for the future. So in terms of writing and with analysts, yeah. uh, what do you... What are some keys that you normally stress, uh, yeah. things that you normally see maybe analysts get wrong? Well, the, the first thing is that intelligence writing is diametrically opposed to almost every form of academic writing. Mm -hmm. So what you have to tell them right up front is you may have been extremely successful in, in your academic field, but it's based on different principles of English. Intelligence writing is a highly disciplined, concise, clear, logical way of conveying information in a very short space of complicated issues and problems to busy consumers. And you've got to remember they don't want to know everything that you know. They just want to know what's important. If they want to know the greater details, they will ask you, and that does happen. But uh, I tell them, for example, um, in my career, uh, I was fortunate enough to have a very active account. I wrote for the President's Daily Brief frequently. I wrote for all the major CIA publications. Um, President's Day is planned in 10-minute intervals. <laughs> wow. Do you really think he's going to read an academic paper? The answer is no. The problem of presenting complex problems uh, in such a, a concise 
format rests on, on conceptualization. You need to conceptualize, and I stress this. In fact, in, in all of my workshops now, we do, we do an exercise. I don't know whether I did it, the one you attended or not, but I give them a, a, a newspaper article that is intelligence-rich about terrorism in Morocco, and you could analyze it a whole bunch of different ways, and I ask the participants, flip the sheet of paper over and write in one, you only have one sentence mm -hmm. to tell the high-level policymaker what's important. Yeah. Write that sentence. I'm not going to collect it. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. I'm no. not going to anything else. But what I do then uh, is I put up seven sentences and I ask them, these are all intelligent sentences. Mm -hmm. Which ones, however, are statements of fact and which ones are analytical? Which ones of these sentences would be written by an intelligence? Because I find if you give them, they can, when they can see it, Ah, that's the difference. Now I understand it. So uh, I, I um, uh, so to answer your questions, the, the first thing is having to break people, young people, of old habits. They may have been good. Uh, the other thing is, is uh, I, it's not uncommon for me to get, and I've had this at the CIA. I had a romance novelist who published like nine romance novels. <laughs> I had a playwright whose plays have been formed and performed in Washington, New York. I have a number of people who um, have written books based on their religion or th things of that nature. And what I tell them, you've been successful in a different form of writing. What I'm teaching may be very difficult for you because you're going to have to, you have been so successful, you're going to fall back on those principles. For example, you're not supposed to use adjectives. My creative writer, what does yeah. she live on? Adjectives, <laughs> yeah. mood, nuance, innuendo, I mean all of that. I said, you've got to remove those because as an intelligence analyst, you do not want the consumer to see you, the individual in the paper. The minute they can see you and your reaction, your credibility goes down. Your objectivity takes a hit. So. You, you limit the, uh, you practically eliminate, if not eliminate all adjectives. You limit adverbs. Um, you, re you repeat nouns more often than, than in other forms of writing where you're being encouraged to use pronouns. But in, the minute you use pronouns, you have the problem of introducing the possibility of misunderstanding of who or what is the antecedent of the pronoun. Yes. So in intelligence writing, You've got to use the, you'll, you'll find yourself repeating mm -hmm. the noun more often because clarity trumps everything. Hmm. So that, that is, that's, those, are, those are some of the major issues. And well, I also stress the fact uh, on, uh, on verbs. Verbs carry the power of what you're writing. And I find a lot of analysts, um, well, let, let me just back up and say this that I, I tell particularly the new analysts, risk is not part of the business, risk is the business. Mm -hmm. You will always have an element that you don't know. There, there are pieces of the puzzle missing. That's what intelligence is. Yeah. You're being paid for your brain power to analyze what's in front of you, and the best you can, what does it mean? Yeah. Okay? So um, th and, uh, that is also something that, that, that people particularly people who have been highly successful in the academic world, uh, they want to hold out for more information. 
Well, if you produce your piece of intelligence and you deliver it to a policymaker one minute after the decision is made, it's no good. It's a complete waste of time. So one of the things that, that you have to drill into people is the importance of deadlines. And I do not use the word timely. (laughs) <laughs> because timely for you may be different than timely for yes. me. The, the, the word is deadline. You've got to get it to the consumer and have it be actionable and have it be related uh, specifically to the issues and problems that he or she is dealing with. Very good. Oh, David, I could talk to you for a long time for this. <laughs> I appreciate the 10 Listen, minutes. Listen, my, my pleasure. Thank you. To the audience, if you ever get a chance to listen to David Karen's talk on writing for intelligence and crime analysis. I highly recommend it. Thank Thank you, you. David. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm here with Cassie Langdon from Cary PD in North Carolina. Cassie, thank you for joining me. So this is your first ILEA conference. We're here in Dallas. What is your first reaction when you think about this conference this week? So I've been wanting to go to this conference for years and have never been able to work for an agency that had the funds to send me. So being here initially, super excited. Um, There's so many different analysts from all over the world, let alone um, just the United States that I've got to meet with and learn from. And the sessions, I feel like even just day one, I took in so much new information that when I get back to my department, we'll be just you know, word spewing all this new stuff yeah. <laughs> that, that I have. Yeah, so you're sworn officer turned analyst. Yep. And so would you recommend this to sworn officers as conference? I think there's definitely certain um, classes that would, would be interesting for them. Uh, one, one I attended yesterday talking about the, the structure of the intelligence unit would be good, or even if we could figure out at my agency how to change that presentation to give to our officers. Um, We're really changing how analysts are used in my department, so I don't feel officers fully understand our capabilities. Um, So it would be really good to be able to get that point across and show them how we can integrate more. Great. And then what's been your... That's our timer. So, uh, so what's been your favorite session of the week? Uh, definitely the information on the Real Time Crime Center. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I enjoy doing. I worked at a Real Time Crime Center at one of my previous agencies, um, and something we're we're looking at a Real Time Information Center, um, possibly if we can get buy-in from the town um, to really integrate new technology and also incorporate how other information that other departments have in the town can help us on a public safety front. Okay. So how does the information center differ from a normal real-time crime center? So we're, this is a very big picture down the road. Um, So obviously we would still have the section that is you know, kind of crime specific does the intelligence um, that is closed off, but within the same hub, there would also be we have what's oh, 311, which is like public information when they come and ask questions. Um, talked about having an EOC on the in the same building, okay. dispatch. So, really, all that information is in there. You know, public works and fire have um, and planning have floor plans. So, you think about active shooter situations mm-hmm. or um, fires or other situations that law enforcement can actually 
really <laughs> be useful for if we can get that to officers while they're on the way to this incident like that. Okay. Very good. Is there anything in that you noticed this week that uh, that you would recommend any changes or anything that you would wish this conference would have provided? Um, the days are just. It, it's very long, <laughs> um, so I mean we're starting about 7.30 in the morning and then we have classes all the way till 5 and then the networking in the evening, which is so important in yes. these conferences, so you're, you're really going from 7.30 to 8 p.m. Um, for a full week, like now being towards the end of the week I'm rather tired, <laughs> um, but it is good, so I'm not really sure how they would change that to be honest but it is a lot yeah it's funny i i get exhausted at these things because i talk so much during the day and it's just a matter of talking exhausts me yeah and then the the network sessions I, what i really like about the network sessions is they begin at five they run till eight mm -hmm. you can go mingle a little bit and then figure out who you're eating dinner with yep that's that is something that i've really enjoyed this week that i haven't seen at other conferences yeah, I re really enjoy it. It's a more relaxed setting. You kind of just jump from groups, you make new friends. What department are you from? What's your specialty? Change business cards, learn a bit, a little bit about their area, and then yeah, you, you meet your next group of people. And I have a stack of business cards. I <laughs> in my hotel room right now. I was like, I'm going to need a Philodex, and I've never thought I would ever need one of those. <laughs> So this, uh, we're here in Dallas. Did you get to explore the city very much? Last night we actually left um, to go to a, a different part of Dallas for dinner um, to a restaurant. I think it's called Celebrations. Mm -hmm. um, and see, like driving back in from the other side that we're at with all the lights and seeing the different parks and stuff was was really cool because. You know, having besides walking within a, a block of here, we hadn't really checked out much yet. Yeah. Um, but it, it was very pretty. Yeah, very good. It's it's interesting. You talk about the long days. It's it sometimes it gets difficult to leave. Yeah. Right. You're here, and then by the time you're all said and done with all the networking in the evening, you're exhausted and might want to just go to bed. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I'm glad you got out. I'm glad you've enjoyed your first conference, ILEA conference. So hopefully, this is one of many. Yes. I am here with Leonard Leedy, who is from ACISS Systems, a longtime uh, attendee of the ILEA conferences. I was just talking to with you. You can't even tell me how many ILEA conferences you've attended. I have no idea. Well, I was talking to Bob Morehouse, and we were talking about, you know, he missed this year. He got uh, head shoulder replacement. He couldn't make it. So we were talking about, I said, well, you know, Bob, I don't think, I've only missed one that I can think of. And he goes, yeah, I remember that. And then he said, uh, and I said, who's been there longer than me? And he goes, I don't think anybody. I can't remember how many I've done. So it's been so, a while, it's been, I've been doing them a long time. So when was their first one? It was like in the eighties, right? So we're talking so, about 30 no, plus. I started, no, I did start, I think, um, cause I remember it was uh, after 9-11. Because okay. I remember talking about 9/11 during my uh, when I had my booth there. Because you know my diff I'm a little bit different than everybody else. I'm here as a vendor mm -hmm. and a trainer. Mm -hmm. So I come as a vendor with ACIS Systems, ACISS, ACIS Systems. Uh, we do intelligence and case management software. Mm -hmm. So I'm here uh, as a vendor, but I'm also here as an instructor. Mm -hmm. I've taught um, probably almost 
almost every year that I've been here, I've either taught Microsoft Excel or some type of analytical class, or uh, another one I've taught is high-profile criminal incidents, sort of like Boston Marathon bombing type thing. Mm -hmm. How do you handle all the leads? And I have a class I've done on that. Um, I think Kaylee Anthony uh, was done both uh, both the Boston Marathon bombing. Kaylee Anthony, the little girl in Florida that was murdered by her mother. Mm -hmm. uh, all the leads in those cases were done in our software. Okay. okay. Well, the FBI took over the uh, Boston Marathon bombing in the second day, so the leads they stopped using our software they, then. They have a tendency to do that. Yes, they do. So after a two-year hi hiatus because of COVID, we're back here in Dallas. What have you seen this week that may be different uh, from other conferences? Well, actually, having been gone, because before this I traveled, I've been doing a lot of these shows, and being gone, is, you miss them. You know, you miss the interactions. You miss, you've developed friendships and stuff. You don't see them for two and a half years. So I said, you know, are these people still going to remember me? You know, <laughs> really? And so you're thinking, you know, am I, and then you're worse. Am I going to remember them? Because I'm really good with faces. Me I mean, too. I can see faces, but a lot of times I can't put a name with it. Yes. And I say, hi, how you doing? And so, so I'm really worried about coming here and seeing that. But it's like we never were gone. Yes. That's the thing. It's, nice. It's like we were here just here last year, you know, because, you know, a lot of new faces because, uh, you know, over these last two and a half years, they have a lot of retirements on the law enforcement side. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guys get their time, they're gone. But... Uh, the analysts are still here, so I see a lot of the same analysts, but there's a lot of new ones too. Yeah. So, but it's, it's honestly like we haven't been gone. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does, <laughs> which which is great. It's like we never skipped a beat, yeah, kind of, kind of thing. So it's it's fantastic. So teaching this week, great turnout. You're teaching Excel. I always I remember taking one of your Excel classes in the early 2000s. Yeah. And you're so innovative and customizing all the ribbons and, and everything else. So how did the class go this week? Uh, really well. I was really pleased. Um, I had over 75 people in my class. About half of them were trying to follow along because it's sort of hard. And I tell them, you know, I teach a five-day Microsoft Excel class and I've trained all over the world. The Army sends me to Germany. I'm going to Hawaii to train a group of analysts from all over the Pacific Rim. So, and I train all over. But... Um, and there, it's a five-day class, hands-on. I can come up and I can say, okay, you made a mistake right here, fix that. And we have time. Yes. I don't have time. Sure. So here, I show you how to do the formula. And if you don't have it, I don't have time to come back and fix it because I got another formula. Because it's a, what can I do? Like, I've taught two classes here. One was um, pivot tables from A to Z with a lot of Z. So the first <laughs> half of the class, not the first half, the first 15 minutes, real basic pivot tables. And then we get into more pivot tables. And I, have, I wrote, there are some formulas in that class, like how to calculate an age so that we can do an age distribution of charges um, pivot table. So you can't do that without an age. So you have to learn how to do that formula. But anyway, so we do that. And then, um, you know, I don't have time to come back if you don't have the, and I tell them, I said, look, if you miss it, you miss it. Yes. Um, but I have a website they can go to and they can see the formulas and stuff like that. So. Uh, they like that part, and like this afternoon, or I'm sorry, in about an hour, I'm going to be teaching uh, uh, formulas, functions, and macros. Oh my! <laughs> sort of a play on lions, tigers, and bears. You know, I'm afraid of lions and tigers and bears. Well, a lot of analysts are afraid of formulas, functions, and macros. Sure. 
So uh, that was my play on that. Yeah. And uh, that class is coming up. So yeah. I can't tell you how it's going to go. But I, you know, same basic thing is I'm going to cover a lot of formulas. And some, like one of them, um, is how to convert the Snapchat date string into an Excel date in time. Okay. Because first off, it's in Greenwich Mean Time, so you got to convert it to whatever time zone you're in. So I yeah. show that. Mm -hmm. Then it's in a different format. They got the date, the day, the date, month and year, then the time, and then the year. So we have to write a formula that takes that all apart, puts it back together, converts it to an Excel date and time, and then um, so that you can do something with it. Because Excel does not store, this is, here's something stupid. <laughs> Excel does not store a date as a date in Excel. No. It stores it as a number representing the number of days since January 0, 1900. Mm -hmm. So in Excel, January the 15th, is stored as 15. Mm -hmm. Jan you know, February the 1st, 30 days have September, April, June, end of, okay. Um, <laughs> it would be 32. Yeah. And it's, it's, people say, well, that's weird. Why do they do that? Well, the good thing is, it's a number. Yes. <laughs> and with a number, what can you do? You can add, That's subtract, divide, find the median, find the mead. Find, you can do all this stuff sure. um, with numbers. It just so happens they're dates. So it's, you know, when people realize that, then they can do things like, you know, um, there's a guy, Steve Gottlieb, who teaches sure. a great class mm -hmm. uh, on, I call it predictive analysis. He calls it something else. But anyways. <laughs> He doesn't he, like prediction. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like it. But he, you do this thing where you have a crime that happens on this date and this time, and then another one happens uh, a month and a half later at this date and this time. And you have to figure out the, the middle date and time. So how many days before, you know, equal. And then the hard part's the time. How do you do the median time? Well, in Excel, that's a piece of cake. You go median, this date, this date. They're just numbers. Boom, sure. there you are. Mm -hmm. So anyways. Um, so there's a lot into that uh, formulas and functions and macros. Oh my! Yeah. So into macros, and people are really scared of macros, and they're just they're really simple. Once you, somebody shows you that, you know, they go, you get that look in your face like, that's not hard. <laughs> no. And why didn't I know this? It saves me so much time. Yeah. My record is uh, a girl in Georgia, whose job was to look at. Um, um, uh, car records, vehicle records, mm -hmm. and they had some special database. And you would send a um, request to her, and she would pull this data down, and then it would take her 20 minutes to clean up the data, and it came in a text file. So she was doing this manually. And I go, text file? Yeah. <laughs> text file. Let's import that to ACES. So we, well, no, I'm sorry, Excel. So we poured it, imported it to Excel, and then we wrote a macro, and it cleaned it up. What took her 20 minutes to do now takes two minutes. Yes. And she could do three an hour, and she could do like 24, 25 a day. That's it. That's yeah. all she could do. Well, now she could do, you know, 24 an hour. Yeah. And so it just bed her up just with the macros, so. Nice, very well played. So, so since you've been to so many ILEA conferences, is there, is there anything, any suggestions for improvement that you, did you want to share? It's hard for me. Like I said, I'm here mostly as a vendor. Mm -hmm. um, and I do get to teach the class you know, because of my expertise in Excel and other things that I've done. But for me, it's, it's, I think it's run well. Uh -huh. I think they do a good job. They got what? How many people? 600 here yeah, this time? Yeah, five, 600. Five or 600 people here. 
and you know the logistics of putting this thing together yeah. and you know meals and rooms and training and instructors you know and instructors you know everybody's really good but life happens yes. and I've been here before and they said Lenny can you go teach a class for me I go yeah what's wrong so we had an instructor um, that um, got sick and he can't teach sure I'll go in and teach but it's hard to do it's hard to say how can you improve it, yeah. it there's so much here yeah interesting so Leonard, thank you so much for your time. I thank you for, for not only being a vendor, but also teaching year in yeah. and year out at the, these conferences. And to the listeners, I, if you have an opportunity to take one of Leonard's classes, I highly recommend it. He is so knowledgeable and he is great at problem solving. So, so thank you again. what you're not seeing is that me opening my wallet and slipping him 20 bucks to say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, very, good being here. Thank you for good, doing it. Very good. Take care. Bye-bye. I am here with Norm Zitzman from Israel, and this is his first ILEA conference. So, first off, let's talk about how you got here. So, uh, how was the flight <laughs> halfway around the world to get here at the yeah, Dallas, Texas? So, indeed, it was a very long flight. It took me something like 20 hours mm -hmm. to arrive here. And, um, well, it's been, uh, <laughs> it's been a long ride, but yeah. uh, I think it, it, it's surely worth it okay. to come uh, from the other part of the world, from the Middle East, yeah. up to here to Dallas. Yeah. Now, have you been to the States before? Yes, I have been here, but okay. it's the first time in Dallas, so okay. it's always um, exciting to, to reach new places. Okay, so given that this is your first ILEA conference, you know, did, did the conference meet your expectations? What have you gotten out of this Indeed, week? indeed, yes, for sure. Um, so I'm from Cognite uh, Company. We, we are dealing with um, technology for law enforcement agencies mainly from SIGINT, but also tactic solutions. And we came here to, to study, mainly to hear what are the pains of the analysts, um, to, to know if our products are suitable mm -hmm. for, for them. We work worldwide, but uh, we are not working currently at the States. Yeah. So it was, for me, it was a great experience. Also, you know, not just to hear the lectures and the sessions, but to to have like you know discussions with analysts, yes, and this was amazing for me. Okay, yeah, and I, so we, if you give us a top opportunity, analysts will will tell you what's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll tell you the issues. We don't have problem telling you what the issues are. So, um, I guess in in terms of of this week, then. One of the things I really like about this conference is the networking opportunity. There's Correct. There's so many. That they have the, the social events from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. every evening. Yeah. And it's just a great opportunity to meet not only fellow analysts, but different vendors, everybody at the conference. So um, did you... Did you enjoy that? Did, you, did that work out well for you? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what was my impression, Jason. I've been working for more than 20 years mm -hmm. in the intelligence, different intelligence units. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the first time that I met uh, colleagues, but this event and the, the, specifically the hospitality, you know, these three hours mm -hmm. made me really understand that intelligence is, is community, mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, I can refer to, to what I had in my past and what I have 
currently in my in my day to day job and what does these guys have what 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 do they what are they facing mm -hmm. so it's basically you know it's the, we're in the same profession mm -hmm. i can relate to their challenges they can relate to my challenges and you know it's basically really one community and it's it's amazing it's fascinating so uh, have you gotten an opportunity to explore dallas at all well just a bit you know yeah. uh, most of the day i was here at, uh, at the hotel mm -hmm. i mean at the conference and uh then the hospitality and then then you know dinner at one of the the great uh, restaurants that the city can offer but I can't say that I really explored yes. the city, unfortunately. Maybe next time. Yes, and uh, well, when are you headed back? So from here, I'm heading to another country oh, to, wow. <laughs> to meet customer, okay. and only then I'm going back uh, okay. to to see my family. Okay, so you still got you still got a couple more journeys ahead of you. Yeah, un unfortunately. Okay, so is there anything that you can think of that you would suggest is for improvement for the conference? I think it was perfect. I think that uh, the sessions were super interesting. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't too heavy and it mm -hmm. wasn't too light. It was mm -hmm. just the right balance. Sure. Um, the chance to meet other and to, to discuss with, with other people, other vendors, this is also important for me, um, was just brilliant. It was really great. Okay. Did you have a favorite session this week? Um, I think my fa the favorite session I had was uh, analyst management. Okay. Um, it was uh, uh, Dr. Sheila Dorn was there, also Charlie from DataWalk and others. Yes. And um, it was like a discussion uh, yes. of managers who are managing analysts. Yeah. Um, so it was really good, you know, to hear the the problems and even to to get into some solutions. Yeah, that was inter interesting. Uh, for the audience, it, it was a panel that they had up, up there, and they went through, and they were supposed to a answer seven questions, yeah. and we only got on question two because there was so much audience participation yeah. and talking about different things that you wish an analyst manager would know. Yeah. So it was, it was a very good session and actually being taught a couple times this week. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see what comes out of that discussion sure so all right no thank you so much thank for being so much. here safe trip home <laughs> great journey it was nice meeting you thank and you. hopefully this is the first of many alias hopefully and you. uh please come to israel and um get a podcast from israel oh there we go we'll be like we could go live <laughs> yeah excellent Take thank care. you All right, I am here with Phil Powell, who is an intelligence advisor for the Jamaican government. He's also an ILEA board member, and specifically, he is the chapter director. And this is your 15th ILEA conference, so after a two-year hiatus, how does it feel to be back at this conference? It's absolutely fantastic to be here, um, back amongst fellow professionals. Uh, from all over the world. Uh, the uptake on the conference and the training event has been fantastic. We're delighted with the turnout and it's so good to see so many old faces, but also so many new faces who are coming into our profession. Okay, very good. So this week, what do you think has worked really well? I think the, fa the, the classes and, the, and the, uh, the workshops have been of tremendous value. People have really positive feedback to how good they are, how topical they are. Mm -hmm. 
But I think also behind that is what is always a benefit from these events, which is, is that in-between networking, that ability to meet people, discuss new ideas, find out what's happening in their jurisdictions, and look to plot ways forward strategically for uh, ILEA as we move forward into the, our new challenges ahead of us. Okay. Is, is there a particular favorite uh Part of this week that you that you enjoy, given given it's your fifteenth time being yeah. at this conference, what's your favorite? I think it's the enthusiasm that you see with the people, uh, old and new, but particularly those those that are new that it may be their first first experience of the conference, and just to see that fueled enthusiasm for our profession, professional development, and the energy it, it generates throughout the week. Uh, and the, the general stimulation for for them to take back to their workplaces and uh, and just encourage that professional development stage and, and just nice to see so many happy smiling faces rather than on a screen but in person it's it's been tremendous. So next year's in in Vegas. What are you hoping to the conference to improve on for next year? Well, I think we can build on the momentum that we've got from this year, particularly after the the gap that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we've got some some good ideas. We've picked up some as, as a board. We've picked up some ideas from our membership because that's what we are here to serve. Yeah. And I think we've got some new things coming next year. And um, we hope to build on the momentum that is clearly here, uh, and we can take it forward and to new levels in Vegas next year. Okay, so as I mentioned in your intro, you're the ILEA chapter president. I mean, chapter director. Excuse me. What do the chapters do for for members, and what is the future for, for the okay. chapters? Okay, well, well, for 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 ILEA, the chapters prove an absolutely vital component to our infrastructure. They are our they are our conduit to our local membership. They serve our local membership. They do tremendous work. Uh, throughout there, they're regionally based, both both here in North America and also further afield in the Caribbean and in Africa. And they provide local training, local feedback from what the members want. So they're our eyes and ears and our conduit to training membership uh, in at the local level. Uh, and they do a fantastic job. And they, they they've done a really good job throughout the whole pandemic situation. Uh, to the point where they were actually awarded the President's Award this year as a collective. And nice. that's, tes that's testimony to the, the hard work that those volunteers do at the local level. And as I've said earlier, they're actually critical to the success of what we do and service we provide to our members. All right. And then what's next for the chapters? Well, we're looking to, to be even more innovative with the chapters going forward. We've had a very productive chapters president's meeting whilst we're here in, mm -hmm. in, in Dallas. And there's a real keenness to, to reinvigorate as we go into the next phase of, of how we have to operate. Um, a lot more collaboration is going to happen with the chapters, so I see them very much as a collective, as a network rather than independent chapters. And we're going to look to draw those things together and we're going to use some technology changes going forward to make sure there's collaboration. We're going to make use of the increased uh, virtual component that we have in our correspondence, joint trainings that can be held now. Uh, that because of the virtual aspects, and we've already done that. We've seen chapters in the Caribbean, three chapters in the Caribbean have joint training, uh, and we're also looking to, to broaden that. So where they have, where they have uh, common themes for training needs, we're looking to do collaboration so that not just one chapter, maybe in the, in the southwest of, of, of the US, and maybe um, another chapter in Florida and one in DC, they can pull together their members and they can share that training resource and uh, we can spread we can spread the load. So uh, a lot more interaction between the chapters is the way forward. They're all keen to do it and I think it's exciting times. Okay. 
right. And so have you been able to get out of the conference and enjoy any of Dallas? Uh, uh, n not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> particularly after the gap, uh, as, a, as a board member, it's been kind of busy. We've yeah. had sidebar meetings too because we want to maximize the time we can spend around our members and our, and our corporate uh, sponsors to make sure that we can we can pick up everything we need to make sure that we can improve and go forward on how we deliver this 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 training event every year which uh, which is, is is a real um, key aspect of the work we do so I, I would love to have seen a little bit more of Dallas I'm hoping to get some towards the end of the week but um, business first and making sure we look after our members and make sure we get all their viewpoints which is a really important aspect for us uh, as the ILEA board to, to pick up that feedback from the from the members and this this medium of being together has definitely done that and, and uh, if there is a downside to the virtual world it is that you don't get those little sidebar conversations mm -hmm. and, and things brought to your attention so it's been a real useful valuable exercise for us uh, we think the members the feedback has been very positive so far about how they found the whole uh, experience and event and, uh, and we've certainly gleaned a lot from it as a collective board. Right. Well, very good. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for all that you do for the association, Phil. It was great talking with you. I hope you have a safe trip home. Thank you very much. And thanks for your time and, and thanks for your interest and being here in Dallas. I am here with Dorita Finch. She is from the Department of Research and Development in St. Kitts, Nevitz. Correct. All right. <laughs> Man, all right. I, I'm glad I nailed that. So this is uh, in the Caribbean, correct? Correct. And, and It's in the same region as Jamaica and Antigua and Barbuda, Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. So you have, you just started out with intelligence analysis yeah. four years ago, right? Yeah. You've been part of this process of bringing it and you were there from the beginning, right? Right. Wow. So this is... Take us through that process, because everybody, most people I talk to, it, it's already established. Intelligence has been there before it was established before they got there. So, from your perspective, brand new, starting everything from scratch. How, how do you think about it now, four years in? Yes, actually, it's an honor to be a part of such a prestigious organization. Yes, it's brand new. Mm -hmm. I began in. Uh, October mm -hmm. of 2018 and at that time it was a bit scary although <laughs> it was exciting I really wanted to understand the analytical world mm -hmm. and also to add value to my country because in St. Kitts and Nevis although we have the law enforcement agencies mm -hmm. we were not so much looking at intelligence-led law enforcement mm -hmm. and so our organization has been established to provide that level of support so that we could have a law enforcement agency or agencies that are more proactive as opposed to reactive because the criminals they are becoming more and more sophisticated yeah. and equally so law enforcement has to be as proactive or even more proactive than the criminals so that we could have a safe environment a safe country where we can attract tourists like yourself yes. to be a part of an awesome space an, e an awesome economic space so what are some of the, the issues that you're trying to gather intelligence on multiple issues 
we have broadened the scope of security mm -hmm. and uh, recently covid has been an issue as, sure. as we're all aware yeah. so we map issues related to health security for, for example we not only focus on the drugs the firearms and the crime mm -hmm. but we are looking at the other scope for instance we have an organization called the citizenship by investment program where we can have uh, foreign investors invest in our country in order to boost our economic structures mm -hmm. however although that program is helpful mm -hmm. and it has the positive and positive value illicit actors sometimes mm -hmm. invest yes. funds into that that legitimate industry and that could affect the reputation of our country so those are some of the issues that we are trying to stamp out by having intelligence incorporated into law enforcement okay very good. So, and so this this ILEA conference. This is your first conference, yes, and this is his first trip to the states, correct? No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got that wrong. So bad, bad intel on my side, <laughs> <Yeah>. my part. <laughs> so. Yes, it's not my first trip to the states. I have been in Missouri because I have a brother that lives oh, there okay. and a sister-in-law, and uh, the experience was worrying. Although it was very, very cold. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, here's a bit warmer, and I'm happy to be here representing my country. I'm a party of two, okay. so I am from the intelligence, the strategic intelligence arm, and my colleague is from the tactical arm, and we're trying to build that bridge, that bond. So we have the tactical and the, the strategic working together yes. in harmony. Okay, good, good, good. So. It's Thursday. We're the fourth day into the the conference. You know, looking back now, last couple of days, what is what is what stands out to you? Well, the highlight for me was Mon Monday when I represented my country. I had the honor of holding national flag, and that was just an awesome experience to know that I'm here among at least over 500 persons, mm -hmm. and I was able to showcase my country to a lot of persons who were unfamiliar with St. Kitts because St. Kitts is a small country but it's, it's a very lucrative country it's very warm exciting additionally the courses the wealth of information that is shared from experts has also helped me to better understand how intelligence has assisted law enforcement all over the world and it's like a community yes. of persons so, and the networking opportunities are awesome, they're spectacular. We're able to meet persons from the DEA, from other crime analysts, other persons in different critical areas, and we're able to build that bridge so that when I return to my country and I have a particular need, maybe we recognize a pattern where drugs is coming from a particular country and they're entering sinkets. Yes. I can have that direct contact mm -hmm. so that we could gather the information necessary and you know try to dismantle or disrupt that that criminal operation okay. so it has been quite an experience it has been a learning experience an opportunity to network awesome awesome <laughs> awesome do you have a favorite session of the week i had two sessions actually mm -hmm. i am not working on the financial crimes mm -hmm. however 
I find that area especially interesting. The reason being, oftentimes, as you know, crime is financially motivated. Yes. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, was, I was able to be a part of a session that was highly interactive where the lecturer went through a number of cases and made us aware of the strategies or the techniques that are necessary to break a case mm -hmm. and identify somebody and allow that person to be arrested and all the other persons that are connected to that one individual. So that has been helpful. Additionally, as, a, as someone who works in the research department, I have to write papers. Mm -hmm. And so the writing for criminal, in, criminal intelligence, that was also helpful. <laughs> Interestingly, we were told that we need to unlearn the technicalities of the English language. <laughs> yes, and be more simple in our writing. And so that class was really helpful. It, it really opened my eyes as to how we can be more simple, more direct, more authentic in our writing so that the consumer of the information doesn't have a questions when we present the, the output to them. Yes. Yeah, it's very clear, it's very precise, it's very direct. Yes, I, I, it's funny, I just talked to David Cairns this morning, yeah. and so he was going telling <laughs> about objectivity and, right. and not putting any of your personal feelings right. in, in there, not using the adjectives and adverbs exactly. and all that colorful, colorful descriptors. Yes. So, very good. So is there is there something that you wish the conference had but didn't or a suggestion on how to improve this conference? Uh, well, the component that I missed most, I know there's a meet and greet component, mm -hmm. but it would have been awesome if we had uh, maybe small breakout groups where we're able to travel to different areas and so that we're able to see different sites, different areas of the compound, you know, that would have it enhanced the experience because sometimes when we are finished, we are extremely tired. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just go back to our rooms and then we have to wake up for another session. Sure. So if they could have incorporated like that fun element outside of this setting, okay. then that would have been help really helpful. It didn't have to be all 500 persons traveling together, but yes. you break up the, the groups. Same. Yeah. Same. Good. 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 Did you, and so did you get a chance to go out of the hotel well, this I, week? I did, but not as much as I would have liked. I'm sure. hoping to go out tonight. There you go. And tomorrow night. Yes. <laughs> before <laughs> I leave on Saturday. So I guess, so you're going home on Saturday? Yes. Okay. Very, very good. So yeah, I suggest finding a barbecue place we that ate at one miss. we had a we had we ate last night at a barbecue place it was very do you good. have any suggestions of a top-notch barbecue place oh shoot i am gonna remember i'm gonna not know that remember the name of the restaurant it was so good i can't remember the name <laughs> of the restaurant that's that's how bad bad that is so um but it was it wasn't very far away we took a you know little ride over there it wasn't it wasn't bad at all oh, it's in close proximity to yes, the hotel yes okay. yes yes so but there are several in the in the city so you, okay. you should is it a caribbean based restaurant or is it what type it's of restaurant? texas barbecue texas. Oh, okay, <laughs> yes. okay. 
And what options do they have? Because I don't eat chicken. Okay. Do they have fish, barbecue fish? Ooh. You know what? I don't remember seeing. I saw I saw beef, chicken, sausage. I don't remember seeing fish. Oh, they don't cater to persons who don't eat chicken. Yes, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember seeing anything about fish. Uh-huh. But so we we might have to search around for that one. Might have be a different spot for, yeah. for you. For, but for I'll that. definitely consider the barbecue. Yeah. Before I leave. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Wish you the best of luck. Safe trip home. What a Thank fascinating you. story coming in. Brand new to intelligence. Congratulations to all that you've accomplished so far and best of luck to what you're about to do. Thank you very much. It was a really interesting talk and uh, I hope to have a look at what I would have delivered on your podcast. So I'm here with Alex Goulday from Florida Department of Law Enforcement, FDLE. Alex, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So FDLE, big presence here at the ILEA conference here in Dallas. Correct. Team members here. And as you were just talking before we hit record, FDLE is the second biggest in terms of agency membership only to the ATF for ILEA. Um, so I've been told by, yes. by a board member, yes. That's, a, that's pretty impressive. I think so. <laughs> I think so. So, um, so I guess my first question is, is like, how do you get the permission to get 14 members to come, come to the conference? It is somewhat surprising. And, and um, so the reason I'm here is because I got uh, a, a proposal to present accepted. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was hard for my leadership to deny me. Yes. Um, but beyond that, we do have a pretty strong commitment to, to, to training and, and, and professional development in the agency, funds and availability permitting. So my understanding was that every, region, every one of our regional offices was, offices was able to send um, at least two people. And I think that's about the representation that we have, plus a number of different headquarters units. So, Very good. So this is your second conference. Correct. First where you're presenting. So yep. how did the presentations go? I think they went really well. I was quite nervous uh, ahead of the first uh, one, that which, which happened yesterday. I, I slept rather poorly. <laughs> and you know, I've been, I've been teaching for a number of years. I still get nervous every time I speak in front of an audience. Am I running over? Am I mumbling? All those, those usual things. But I, I, I think it went all right. I stayed within my allotted time slots, and I don't think I embarrassed myself or the agency. No, I, I think that I, you got a great compliment from David Jimenez, who was really impressed with your presentation and the, the PowerPoint slides that were moving in the background. Like you were really in sync with what you were saying versus what was changing up on the screen. David is a very kind man. <laughs> so I think mission accomplished I there. I appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, what was the other com- ILEA conference that you attended? So that was in 2019 in Orlando when we okay. actually um, were one of the host agencies. I see, I see. Yeah. So that you got right before the pandemic or right after the pandemic. Correct, correct. So what, is, what have you seen differently with this week? So it feels pretty close to what we had in, in, in Orlando, I think. Um, slightly fewer attendees, but mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to, to gauge from the outside looking in. Um, the venues seem to be about the same in terms of layout and, and size, um, but vendor presence was pretty good. Lots of really interesting people. 
uh, pretty decent diversity, maybe a tad less international representation at this gotcha. one mm -hmm. um, than, than the one in Orlando. But this is this was an amazing amount of fun, I think. Yeah. Besides your own, do you have a favorite presentation of the week? The uh, presentation on the Scottsdale Fashion Mall riot was, was, was really pretty interesting. Um, and I can appreciate Scottsdale being pretty critical about their response, analyzing mm -hmm. it, and, and uh, taking steps to address some of their uh, perceived shortcomings on how they responded. So okay. I, I think it was, it was really good, it was well done, put together. And, and the thought process behind it, I, I appreciate it because it's not always easy to admit when you could have things, when you could have done things differently in retrospect. I see. I see. Now, is there anything at the conference that you wish it wish it had, or any any recommendations for improvement? Hmm. Not necessarily off the top of my head. I am a social butterfly. This is my natural environment. <laughs> I get to meet old friends and meet up with old friends and, and, and make new ones mm -hmm. all over the place. So this is this is this is something that I really appreciate and I, and I love it. Um, no, I can't really come up with anything. <laughs> okay, okay. So, do you, were you able to get out this week at all? Explore Dallas at all? I guess that is one thing that you know. I wish there was a little bit more time to do this. I hear there's an amazing art museum just around the corner. Okay. I'm not sure I'll be able to to, to make that. Um, the JF Kennedy um, assassination museum is, is supposedly also quite interesting to see. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be able to make that. I'm, I'm going to see how I can make something happen tomorrow before I leave. Okay. All right. Very good. All right, Alex. Thank you so much. Enjoy your time. Rest of your time here, and safe trip home. Thank you so much. A pleasure. All right. Take care. I am with, here with Jenny Urquhart, a retired World Canadian Mountain Police uh, analyst. She has attended more than 20 ILEA conferences. She is a past president, and she is currently communications director of ILEA. Jenny, how are we doing? Very well. Thanks very much for uh, being here, Jason, and uh, asking me to come and say a few words with you. Okay, very good. So. You've been in the shoes of president, so you've ho you know you've been uh, through this, where you uh, all people are coming to you with all these uh, questions during this week, and so how do you think this week has gone so far? Oh, I think it's been absolutely spectacular. Uh, the venue is perfect. I think our um, program of speakers is is current and relevant to situations analysts are dealing with right now. But obviously, the most spectacular thing is the chance that we are actually like in person with people, and yeah. you can you can hug them if you wish, <laughs> and, and actually look at their whole face while you're talking to them. And uh, just that alone, I think, is going to be one of the things that makes this conference one of the best ever. Okay, and. I guess in terms of communication director, you've been a communications director for about a year now, so uh, what are you hoping to do for ILA in terms of communications director? Uh, yeah, uh, during our board meeting um, that we have, uh, that's always part of the, of the conferences, of course, we really focused on some strategic planning. And some of the things that you uh, we talked about concerning my uh, portfolio in particular was really doing a, a refresh of many of the aspects of our web page, uh, making it more user-friendly, updating it, uh, and, and also allowing the chapters themselves to have a part of the, the web uh, site that is, you know, for them to use. So that's one part of what, you know, 
know, I'll be focusing on for the next sort of six to 12 months. The second thing is we're going to be looking at um, some of the, the products and publications that we can do. We have a history, and, and going back about 12, 15 years, where we were very prolific in writing sort of short, snappy, concise documents, mm -hmm. you know, about things like you know, starting an analytical unit, intelligence-led policing, uh, analytical trade craft, those types of, you know, kind of down and dirty booklets. So we don't really need to to refresh those because they're, they're really, honestly, quite timeless in what they speak about. So we thought about, well, what else can we write that is obviously more current to what's <laughs> going on today? So we're, we're going to be looking at a couple things like uh, social media exploitation, Again, not like a manual to tell everybody how to do it, but just some, you know, maybe making sure we're speaking the same language, we have the same idea about the tools and the methodology and, and the outcomes and things like that. So that's also another part of what I'll be looking at over the next, again, six to 12 months. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I, I would like to see improved is the forums. You know, the forums have just, uh, I'm not sure reason why they seem to be used less and less but what what are your ideas for improving the forums yes uh, that, funnily enough the forums <laughs> also came up at our meeting as one of those things that we kind of need to circle back to mm -hmm. and and really utilize uh, better to be honestly mm -hmm. uh, I think part of it was that again everybody home with COVID and we're already kind of videoing with each other often and you know had that ability to maybe share ideas but now that we're kind of heading back to the office and we have a lot of new analysts that, you know, don't have the, um, the history of having their own network of people, having bulletin boards to be able to bounce ideas off or look for contacts, you know, in a certain part of the country or the world, it's important. So we also are going to be making that a priority to, to get those up and running again. And, well, you know what it's like, Jason, it's a bit of a snowball effect. You know, <laughs> yeah. once you get them running up and running, people might be saying, oh, not another listserv email, yeah. but um, we're going to really try to, to get that going again as well. What are some things you'd like to maybe see improve between now and next year in Las Vegas? I don't know if it's so much as an improvement, but what I would like to see maybe a bit more focus on is, uh, as you know, I, I am a Canadian, mm -hmm. and so I've always been very proud of the fact that the first letter of ILEA is stands for international, and I've I've always had that focus, sort of you know promoting uh, those of us that are outside of the U.S. and what we do, how we do it, and what we can offer to other mm -hmm. people. So I'd really like to see a, a focus on getting some of our international analysts and managers here you know to talk about their best case practices their successful prosecutions their tools that they're using and things like that you know, you know one idea that i had is with this conference this is by far the best wi-fi i've been i've had at any conference which leads me to the idea that well, maybe if next year it has good wi-fi as well that you could for some, for international folks that can't make it to have a session in which you're presenting them in, in a Zoom call or something like that and have them just be part of the conference remotely. I think that's a, a brilliant idea and uh, I hope you're, you've uh, told more than just me on the board about that, I'm sure, and we can discuss that that uh, capability. But, but you're right, it's not like we don't have the technology to allow us to do something like that. So yeah, absolutely, I think that's an idea that we need to take forward and really uh, investigate whether we can do something like that in Vegas. Yeah. So, so you, uh, 
we're here in Dallas, Texas, but you you made a, the big leap. You're a, you moved to Texas from, from Canada, right? I, I did. I, I have been here for all of about a week now. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yes, I've, I've married an American and we have a house in Austin, Texas. And uh, we drove down from Canada a couple of weeks ago, arrived in Austin on a Tuesday, packed up and left here uh, last Saturday. So, yep, I'm a new Texasite and uh, everybody's been very welcoming to me here and I think I'm gonna love it. Very good, that's quite trendy moving to Austin, right? And a lot, <laughs> a lot of people are doing that. So, well, very good, Jenny. It's, it's great talking with you. Good luck with uh, Austin. Thank and you. Thank you for all that you've done for this association and this profession. I really appreciate it and safe trip home. Thank you very much, Jason. I'm here with David Jimenez, who works for the West Texas Haida in El Paso, Texas. David, how are we doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me here and part, part of your podcast here. Oh, very good. So, how many ILEA conferences have you gone to? Uh, at least since uh, my first one, since uh, I think it was around 98, at least half a dozen. And the last one, I, I believe, was in New Orleans well before COVID. And, but I'm just thrilled to be back uh, yeah. after, after a few years' absence. Yeah, and so how is it uh, being uh, in your uh, home state here of Texas? Uh, it's it's great. I mean, uh, I, I've I've enjoyed coming back after serving in government in Washington D.C. for almost eight years, and uh, so I'm back uh, with uh, familiar colleagues and uh, a mission set that I've been involved with before: counter drugs, uh, border issues, and uh, and then uh, in the past year, I've been involved with uh, bringing back the Lone Star chapter with a group of volunteers, and we in fact had a presence here uh, in our own booth next to the ILEA booth and uh, wound up meeting with so many people, exchanging business cards, and it was just exciting to, to be in the game again, uh, only this time from a chapter perspective, as well as uh, attending the many seminars and meeting so many of the younger generation of analysts that I, I can just feel the excitement and, and the hunger for learning so much more. And I'm still a young analyst at heart, <laughs> the, same, the same motivation. Good, and so what do you think worked well this week? I think, um, and, it, and this might be just me, but I, I, I think everyone that has been here, that, that turned out, has been waiting for this for, for quite some time because mm -hmm. we've all been down on, uh, I mean, uh, the lockdown uh, with the pandemic for mm -hmm. several years. And uh, it, it's exciting. Uh, people have been waiting uh, to not just attend the seminars, uh, which are all really fabulous, um, but also to see the, 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 the the change in technology with many of the exhibitors and sponsors that were here this week. And of course, the networking opportunities, not only during the breaks and early morning, but also in the social, uh, in the evenings after uh, the end of the day, uh, which is where people get to know each other, trade cards, uh, trade stories, mm -hmm. uh, analytic failures, analytic successes, and what works well with them. And, and, and just getting to know each other from uh, uh, law enforcement perspectives, whether they're police officers or whether they're analysts, um, I think overall, uh, I, I think many people really uh, were looking forward to this and I don't think they've been disappointed. Nice, nice, nice. So what would you like the conference? Is there something part of the conference that you wish would be included or is there something missing this week, do you think? Um, I. 
I, I think I would have liked to have seen perhaps even maybe one additional day of the uh, uh, presence of exhibitors because I, 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 I like to spend quality time uh, with ex uh, the, the, the businesses that are having, uh, that are sponsoring uh, from their booth locations. But um, I, I understand that it's also uh, an issue of uh, economics, so uh, sure. that's why they had to uh, not have, the, have them extend their stay. Uh, so th that was just the one area I, I uh, would have liked to have seen extended by a day. Um, I think the the breakout sessions, uh, many of them are familiar because uh, they go towards credits for uh, a, a certificate of uh, attendance. Mm -hmm. And I so th I think that's, those are great, especially, and there are many first-time uh, mm -hmm. attendees here, and so they look forward to getting that. Uh, and then, of course, my role as chapter president for Lone Star um, uh, trying to uh, give away uh, a number of analytic and intelligence-related books and some other products, and exchanging cards and getting to know people, not just in Texas, but everywhere else in the country, including some I haven't seen in years. So I think overall it, it was a success. Oh, man. I don't think there's anybody that has networked or mingled better than you this week. I'll let you know that. I've, I've seen you work your magic every w evening, five to eight, talking with both young and old, everybody in between, and it's just, it's just awesome to see you at your game. Yeah, I, 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 just, I just love the inner, I, I feel like I'm coming home when, do I, when I come into a, an ILEA conference, and they're few and far between, but I also have this uh, never-ending quest to learn from people, regardless of how long they've been in the business, and to get fresh, different perspectives uh, in different parts of the country, the challenges that they have. Many of them are similar, including training budgets that are not always available, mm -hmm. uh, or the opportunities to attend conferences, all the way to certain uh, software uh, programs that they would yeah. love to have that somebody else has. And, and uh, but, but also, what else are other people doing? Uh, what training are they attending? Uh, they've been going back to school. and. And uh, what shortcuts can they share with others? And so, yeah, no, it's I I want to be able to reach out to as many as possible to to see what uh, their own views of the conference. Uh, well, you know, what do you if, day one? What do you think so far? Day three? Uh, what, what do you like? What are your takeaways? And uh, I learn a lot from everybody that I run into, young and old. I mean. Uh, and there's so much to learn from the younger generation of analysts. And, and, and in terms of thinking about succession, mm. uh, in terms of ILEA and so forth, uh, th that's very important. We, we want to be able to uh, provide the right kind of resources and training to the younger cadre of analysts so that uh, they have uh, an opportunity to uh, follow certain career paths with success, a, a degree of success, and perhaps even get involved with the international Association of Law Enforcement Intelligence Analysts in a board capacity, perhaps, and or committees, so that they can learn um, uh, the kind of things that other analysts are expecting of them, not just in the U.S., but globally. So yeah. there's a lot yeah. to share out there. I mean, here's an idea. Next year in Vegas, start a little committee of either college students or first-year analysts, that little give that group, give them a little budget, and just see what they can come up with as an activity at the conference next year. That's, that's fascinating. That's very interesting to think of. I mean, I know that you would have um, 
conference attendees in that group wanting to, the, I, I think they would have to probably line up to jump into that group. Yeah. Uh, there are be, there would be limitations, but yeah. that would certainly be a wonderful way to contribute to everyone that's uh, willing to uh, sit in and learn from that group. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's important because, again, we need we need to be thinking about uh, the younger cadre of analysts uh, that are going to be uh, here today and tomorrow and uh, be able to shape intelligence for or criminal intelligence for law enforcement across the country and, and again in other countries. Um, we need to listen to what they're saying and we need to leverage uh, the younger experience that they have and see how, how well they can move forward into the future with, uh, with both ILEA, even other associations. And, um, and um, I, I think it's very promising. I, I like the idea, so uh, hope, right. hopefully that'll pan out. Yeah. Somebody will be listening, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David, thank you so much for your time. It's always great seeing you. Enjoy the rest of the conference and have a safe trip home. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Take care. Well, that wraps up our coverage of the 2022 ILEA conference. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To quote Sheila Dorn, we'll see you in Vegas. Thank you for making it to the end of another episode of Analyst Talk with Jason Elder. You can show your support by sharing this and other episodes found on our website at www.leapodcasts.com. If you have a topic you would like us to cover or have a suggestion for our next guest, please send us an email at leapodcasts at gmail.com. Till next time, analysts, keep talking.